What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Proud Dads Present Podcast. We're on episode three. Three. It's me, Mr. Proud Dad himself, James Savannah. And we got Mr. Marlon D. DeLeon back. I'm back. He's back after a one-week hiatus. Um, we are so glad to have him back in the studios. Thank you, thank and you. And we about to hit off on some really good topics today. Um, to. First and foremost, I do want to ask you, you were gone last week, one, because you had a parent-teach conference. Right, right. And because you had a youth retreat that you were a leader at. Yes. Man, one, you're a busy dude. <laughs> yes, I am. And I just want to ask you, how was it? it was For, how was your parent-teacher conference? I've yeah. always been on this side. So I know my mindset going into it. What's a teacher's mindset? See, my, see, my setup for parent-teacher conferences is different because I'm a special teacher. Mm-hmm. I'm not a classroom teacher. So I'm kind of at the disposal of the parents if they want to come talk to me. <laughs> so they don't have so, to come talk no, to you. No, they don't. Like, and I don't even have a classroom, so it's not like they can even come find me. You got a desk in the hallway. Look, I might as well have been in detention the whole time. <laughs> Was that uh, that movie, The Breakfast Club, yeah. with... Uh, Sitting in the hall with uh, Emilio. Emilio. Molly Ringwald and oh. Judd Nelson. Mm-hmm. This is the Anthony new Michael Breakfast Hall Club. And uh, what's her name? Allie Sheedy. I got the whole cast. You had the whole cast down. I, I only knew, uh, I can barely remember the main dude's <laughs> name. I just know he was the coach in Mighty Ducks. Emilio Escobar. <laughs> exactly. So, your parent teacher conference. Parent teacher conferences. They came, they happened. They're in the past. Kids got their report cards. Mm-hmm. And we- our theater class didn't even get a grade. So wait, what was the point of... Look, that's a whole... I don't mean to bust out the corporation like that, but I'm just going to keep going. Change your ways. Change your ways, school corporation. (laughs) We love y'all. But the retreat... So the retreat was the highlight of your getaway. Absolutely, absolutely. So the retreat I was on, I'm an adult leader in an organization called LOG. L-O-G. LOG. Love of God. L-O-G. This weekend was LOG 101. And so every every so often there's a few weekends that come through and it's a high school retreat so freshmen through seniors and they're all uh it's a it's for some people it's hard to explain but it's simply an opportunity for high schoolers to get together with their peers mm-hmm. and some adult leaders who have gone through log as well to celebrate their relationship with God, delve into their relationship with God, meet other people in different parts of their story in their relationship with God and just really disappear for a couple of days mm-hmm. no phones Which is a good thing. Just sit there with the guitar, you know, maybe a couple of videos that we picked um, beforehand. And Were there just s'mores? Re- Were there s'mores? I don't s'mores. know. You just may have to show up. Oh. <laughs> I've already said too much. It's like Fight Club, but fun. Oh, we weren't supposed to talk about Fight it? Fight Club is fun. Oh, I can't talk about Fight I've Club. I've already said too much. You've said too much. Log is not like Fight Club. Okay, good. Unless you're talking about Christian Fight Club. Warring in the Spirit. Or did I just go too deep with that one? Oh, okay. So they're totally different. <laughs> anyway, we're totally back on track. So log, log is awesome. It's draining, but it's also fulfilling. We talk about different things. We talk about prayer, how to pray, how to have a relationship with God, mm-hmm. how to have a relationship with your family, with your Jesus-loving friends, your non-Jesus-loving friends. You mm-hmm. know, Learn a few worship songs, have some, play some funny games, dance around, have a little fun, cry a little bit. Dance around a little more, maybe do the Cupid Shuffle. Who knows? You know, somebody got to throw down here and there. You know, I'm, I'm not opposed to the Cupid Shuffle. Sometimes you got to wobble in between worship songs. Wobble, baby, wobble. Get in there. So, yeah. so it happens, my wife and I both, We were. Um, she introduced me to Log. She went to Log mm-hmm. back when she was in high school, and she became an adult leader after she was done with college. Mm-hmm. She introduced me to Log back in Log 98, and so now we're, we're at Log 101. And so uh, we're just moving along. 100 logs down, and we're looking forward to the next 100. 
and we're moving along. And so if you're interested, they have an Instagram feed. If you look up Log Michiana, so that's L-O-G, Michiana, Michigan, Indiana, for those out of y'all, for those of y'all out of area, Log Michiana. They also have a Facebook page. They Shout out Log. Previously known as Michiana Youth Ministries, but if you look up Log, or you can email Proud Dads. And that's easy to. Information. They have okay. a newsletter. Email ProudDadsPresent at gmail.com and we can hook you up with the information. You know what? If you send me that information, I can put it on the Twitter. There we go. I can get it out there for you. Log Michiana. Um, tune in, Speak Life James, Marlon D. DeLeon on Twitter. Yep. We'll have that information up for you so you can check it out. We will be a couple of traveling lumberjacks. Traveling lumber. What, like, what, is it Paul Bunyan? Am I thinking of the right dude? Paul Bunyan? Not Paul Revere. No. Paul, Paul Bunyan had that. Paul Revere had the horse. I was thinking of Johnny Appleseed. <laughs> with, with the tin. With the pothead. Yo. But not that kind of pothead. He, he was the first like, one with a flat bill cap, though. Right. See, he didn't bend the bill. Anyway. So Log Michiana, shout out to Log Michiana. I am so glad that you had such a good time. I do have to ask, what was the clapping? What, yes, what every, is that? So every time you talk about your log weekend, because every weekend has a number. Okay. So I my first participant log was log ninety eight. Uh huh. So every time you say like if you're going to a different weekend, like we just got finished with log one hundred one. Every like Andrea went to log twenty. There's you just that's just something you do like it. It's so. A, when like, we're all in there and we're talking about our log weekends, if you introduce yourself and like, hey, my name's my name's James, I went to log sixty-four, everybody oh. knows that when you say your your log number, uh-huh, that everybody claps. So if I be like, yo, check me out, log twenty-one. Okay, I got it. Right. Nice. And that's part of your weekend. Okay. So they like they started in California like thirty years ago. Okay. So Terry McBride is the one that gets the shout out for this one. Terry McBride is the one that started it. He, when he was out in way out in California, I want to say like Santa Barbara in that area, mm-hmm. and he brought it out to um, South Bend, Mishawaka area, and they started with log one. And I'm late. Two, <laughs> like a couple in the spring, couple in the summer, couple in the fall. Right when the school year starts, it's a Friday. You get there Friday evening, and then you leave Sunday evening. And then you show up, all the meals are there provided for you. They're included as part of the registration fee. You get a t-shirt at the end of it. And you leave with all sorts of stories and songs and prayers and people who have prayed for you. You started praying for people who you didn't know 48 hours before. But all of a sudden, like 50 hugs later, you're like, it, it looks like here. One of the things that was crazy to me is that Sunday afternoon when we were getting ready to wrap up, mm-hmm. I was looking in the what we call the purple room where we all where everyone convenes. And I was looking around. I was going... Do we have less people? Is everybody is everybody not out here yet? But I just realized that everybody was sitting closer together than when oh, we got there Friday night. Mm-hmm. Like when we were there Friday, when people are still unsure about themselves, mm-hmm. trying to figure out what's going on, everyone's kind of spread out a little bit. But yeah, by yeah. Sunday, well, really by Saturday afternoon before dinner, like the whole group really just like kind of congeals together. They just band together through the trust walk and everything else. So it's a uh, oh shoot, it's it's all sorts of good stuff out there. It's I, quite an experience, even as an adult. Like not, mm-hmm. I wish I had it when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it was a very different experience. And there are people who are Christian, some people Catholic, some people questioning and not sure do i believe in a religion do i believe in god yes sure. i believe in god kind of and so we're open to all sorts of faiths and on different types of perspectives about that as well nice yeah shout out again log michiana so, which is it's a good segue into what we're gonna yes. be talking about today so if y'all didn't catch episode two with ben what you got there ben check it out on spotify google play or podbean app we were talking about the two cents people give dads how they offer input input that we didn't ask for 
and Un- unsolicited unso- advice. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. Unsolicited advice, aka judgment. People telling me how to dad. Exactly. So if you didn't check out episode two, it is a hot date take. Go check it out. And we talked about disciplining our kids. Yeah. This week we're gonna be talking about taking care of you. It's an ongoing. We were talking a bit, a little bit about it before we go on air, because taking care of you entails taking care of you physically, yep. taking care of you mentally, mentally spiritually, spiritually um, family life, every way that you can. When it's Ex- just you, when in every hat, taking care of you with every hat that you wear. For all you listeners out here who can't see, Marlon D. DeLeon has on the greatest dad hat ever. It's a, it's like a Newsies hat. Yeah, a new. If you could think of like the old school like newspaper boys like back 1920s, in like twenties. Yeah, looking me on my crutches, passing out newspapers. Yeah, everybody had on long sleeve, can everything I have with some suspenders. More, yeah, it's one of those kind of hats. He. <laughs> it's my dad hat, and it's like brown with red stripe. It's it's a nice hat. Like I would rock this hat, but I'm an old soul myself, so I appreciate this hat. Yes, so the different dad hats that yes, we wear. All of the different dad hats. And that's all sorts of dads. Dads who are husbands, dads who are single dads, dads who are new dads, dads who got like 10 kids, mm-hmm. seasoned dads, but are still trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds kind of cliche. Sometimes you do have to put you first. Yes. Because you you can't really be the help that you need to your family if you don't take care of yourself. Yes. And um, the analogy I always think of is like when you're flying in an airplane, yep. right? And like say something crazy is happening and they got to shoot down the little mask with a little yellow thing. They always teach you to put your put mask, mask on, on first before you put the mask on somebody else. And that just really got me thinking because it's like that blew my whole mindset because I'm always, I I care about others. Right. But you got to get yourself right first. Yes. Oh my gosh. And what's crazy is that I'll tell my wife this all the time. I'm like, if you you got to take care of you so you can take care of the baby. Like mm-hmm. taking care of you is taking care of the baby. Mm-hmm. Why can't I listen to that myself? <laughs> you, taking, taking care of me is taking care of the family. Yo, we can be, we can be our own hypocrites. And <laughs> right. It's like, go take care of yourself. Go pamper yourself. And you just sitting there like. Like, what do you do to pamper yourself, Marlon? Uh, I don't know. Maybe use an extra two squares of toilet paper. I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> use an extra two squares? Of, I'm, I'm stealing that one. Just Times are tough. You got to count squares sometimes. Well, is it Cottonelle or is it Charmin? What's Cottonelle? Cottonelle? You've never had Cottonelle? Okay. You'd be an old fan. I'm just okay. You no, sleep with a sleep no, mask, no, don't you? No, no, no. See, Cottonelle usually has the best sales, and as a larger family, they usually always have an extra two rolls for like a less price than like the uh, what's what's the brand with the dude, the little lumberjack dude, Quilted Northern, okay, or Charmin, or Brownie, but that's yeah. paper towels. It might be. I might be thinking. Yeah, it is. It's Quilted Northern, um, Charmin, and some other brands. But it's still right above great value brand. <laughs> Walmart, change your ways. But yeah, Cottonelle is like, it, it's perfect for us. Because it's the best price with the best amount of... Because you know, some toilet paper can explode on you. We've already spent too much time talking about yeah, toilet paper. I, mean, I, I get that we're talking about taking care of ourselves. I mean, you right. toilet paper is taking care of ourselves. So if you need toilet paper, go get some Cottonelle. <laughs> that's all. That's the. That's all I'm gonna say on it. Cottonelle toilet paper. We're like the weird cousins of like Skip, Skip, and Stephen A. I can't be as loud as Stephen A though. I, we're only three episodes in. 
True. He, he didn't get to where he was a couple weeks in. He, okay, he, you're right. It took him years of saltiness and leatheriness to get where he is. True. I was watching Stephen A. today talking about uh, LeBron James, but that's another topic. Anyway. Anyway, anyway back on track, taking care focus, of you. Focus, focus, focus. Mm-hmm. I want to start off um, yes. talking about mental health I can, because yep. it's funny that it's just now starting to come into the light as stuff you really need to take care of. Yeah. But yeah, just making sure you're feeding your mind and taking care of your mind. And that, that wasn't even on my radar until right. a couple years ago. Yeah, because especially like as POCs, I've, I've only been used to, or, and with the exception of the last couple of years that it's been changed in two, three years, mm-hmm. that mental health, therapy, those type of things were typically something that like... Frowned upon. It was frowned upon, yeah, like because it shows weakness or it shames Mm -hmm. the family or it does those Mm -hmm. sorts of things. But I'm a huge supporter of mental health. So let me ask you this: Do you think it was more because we just didn't know, or more because of the negative connotations that you were talking about? All it's all of it. Mm -hmm. It's all of it. Is for example, like I'm so I'm first generation American, Mm -hmm. and both my parents are from the Philippines. I remember one of the things that my mom told me all the time when I was a kid is that I have to work four times as hard because I'm Filipino. Mm-hmm. That I have to work harder than white women, and then I have to hard, work harder than black people. Mm-hmm. And when you're six, seven, eight years old, you're like, what does that even mean? Like, I'm just, I'm, right. I'm, just, I'm going to take my times tables test, and I'm going to go write my cursive, and I'm going to go figure out these fractions, this long division, try, maybe try to kick a home run and kickball. I bet you passed them tests, though. Look, <laughs> the times tables. <laughs> I can still do it. <laughs> But so, so it was, it was interesting to me that, at, that my mom was giving me that pressure of having to work harder. And if you ask for help, only ask for help for certain people because you don't want people to, too many people know that you need help because mm-hmm. then, then it makes you look weak. Or if you talk to people about your problems at home, then you're making your parents look bad and you're not mm-hmm. honoring your mother and your father. And then right. she starts throwing the Bible in there being like, the commandments say you got to honor your mother and your father. Oh. Why am I making my mom sound like she works in the garage? Oh, sorry, Mama Marley. Cig- sitting with a cigarette hanging out of mouth. Sorry, Mama Marlin. It's all good. But she like she had all sorts of nuggets of wisdom that she tossed out there. You know, my mom and I have a very different relationship. I know that the, an episode coming up here in the near future as well. I think that's like episode 11 where we talk about the relationship Mar- with our moms. We should, we should hit that up around Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Check that out. We're going to be talking about the relationship with our mothers. We're going to be crying the whole time, playing Tupac and Boys to Men in the bathroom. Ba- background. <laughs> yes. Bathroom. Oh, we were mother? talking about sh- uh, Cotton Ale. <laughs> Got that TV on the brain. So your mom was planting those seeds yes. in you at an early age. Yes, and so asking for help lifelong. That's just, I'm still learning how to ask for help. So I moved out of my parents' house when I was 17, right when I joined the Navy. So for mm-hmm. the last 20 years, literally, I've been trying to figure out how to ask for help, how to find ways that, how to how to tell the people that you can trust versus like trying to read mm-hmm. the people that you can't trust. Because you can't just ask anybody for help. Some right. people use it against you before they even help you. Mm-hmm. Some people will throw it back in your face and some people will actually genu- genuinely want to help you. Right. And it's, so it's finding those that resources that, play right? Too. And so now that there's more of a discussion around mental health and like hashtags like hashtag end the stigma, hashtag live brave, hashtag mental health awareness, those types of things. And there's a, I think May is Mental Health Awareness Month, mm-hmm. color purple. And it's a conversation that's now being had by high schoolers that when I was in high school 20 years ago, that if you needed help, like that was shameful. Oh, you got punked for that. Yeah. Like you, you can, you can make eye contact with anybody. Oh, you were going to see a therapist or mm-hmm. you were crazy or like this person's mom, this and whatever, this mm-hmm. person's dad, this and whatever, siblings and everything. But now it's like, I'm glad to talk about it. Like I, we talked about mental health at the retreat this weekend because you, you hear people talk about their little bouts with 
depression, anxiety, OCD, anything, you know, self-harm, suicidal attempts, and like everything's out there and every every concern is valid and every fear out there is real and every struggle is real and it's not about comparative suffering. It's about like acknowledging and listening and helping. Mm -hmm. So putting that little PSA out there of it's okay not to be okay. Yes. It's okay to ask for help. Mm -hmm. It's okay to turn to somebody it's okay. Like you're going to be okay. Like it does get better. That type of thing. Like I'm loving sharing that message. I'll yeah. share that message all day, every day. How did being in the Navy affect that? Did that affect it at all or? Absolutely. <laughs> so, okay. So I, so I grew up with both parents, but my, my dad wasn't necessarily a, uh, a prominent active figure. He was, he took a very like passive role. He was a provider. He took care of us in that way, but I did not learn a lot in per se, becoming a man from my dad, as I did from, like, say, my teachers or, like, some of my older classmates. Mm -hmm. So I go into the Navy. Not only that, I go into a submarine, which is a whole other world of misogyny. Oh, wow. Because it's all dudes. Mm -hmm. Well, at that, at that time, in 2001, turn of the turn of the millennium, turn of the century. Right. Um, right before 9-11, when uh, that happened. And so I'm in this environment of all men. You got 175 dudes on the submarine. Let you be the one that's caught crying in the birthing area. You know, like no, for real though. Like it's you know you hear about you say like Full Metal Jacket. Mm -hmm. You got movies like that. The first 20 minutes of that like movie. Gomer, yep. Gomer Pyle, mm -hmm. and now he's playing Kingpin on Daredevil. But anyway, that's that's, that's a whole nother. That's a whole acting. nother. Exactly. That's acting. That's mm -hmm. playing different characters. But when you when you're faced with a world of misogyny and pride mm -hmm. and um machismo and strength and all of these things that you can't ask for help and like you see like you i've literally seen dudes like break their lives break down before the rise because they're too proud to ask for help because the no it's fine it's fine i got it it's cool it's cool dude came back from deployment his house was empty oh wow dear john letter like oh, on the table oh man cleaned him out that sucks. Right, these like these are real things. Mm -hmm. You think he had to ask for help at that point? Yes. Right. Right. So oh. it's it's tough. Like, you, granted, those are extreme situations. It doesn't happen to everyone. Unfortunately, it does happen. You know, to men and women. But it's just one of those things where being in the Navy, where I was in like in those formative years of like seventeen to twenty-three, as I'm learning who I am just individually, mm -hmm. let, let alone becoming a man or becoming not even close to becoming a dad or a father, right, or a husband. That I'm glad I, my previous engagement didn't work out. I try, I've been trying to get married since I was like six. Let's be real. I've been trying to get married since I came out of the womb. I was like, what? You want a family? Okay. <laughs> you you were born on a bended knee. <laughs> oh, look. <laughs> and it, it's just interesting when you're when you're bred like that. You're when you're in it. You don't really see how bottling up all of that emotion is so harmful. Right. Until like something happens down the road and the dam breaks. After I got divorced is when I really had bouts with depression and addiction. Mm -hmm. I mean, all this flood of emotion from anger to sadness to confusion. But it's, still having to push on. Yes, having to push on. You don't want to see the kids see you struggling so much because then they're going to worry. And you're. it's just like... You it, have to you wait have for to it. You got to take care of you. Take care of you. That's where addiction comes from, really. It's like you're trying to fill a void with mm -hmm. something that was not meant to fill a void. Yeah. Self-medicate, cope, mm -hmm. treat mm -hmm. any way you can. And some people do it in different ways. Some people do it with alcohol and drugs. Some people do it with legal substances. Some people do it with going to the gym. Mm -hmm. Some people do it with reading books. Like right. There are healthy ways and there are unhealthy ways. Of doing exactly. There are spiritual ways and there are delicious, tasty ways. So, you know, mm -hmm. there's all sorts mm -hmm. of different ways to help help yourself out. But I think most importantly, if I like if, 
if I had to share a short message about it, it would have to be, there is help, and there somebody else has gone through help. it. Yes, indeed. I'm so happy now that it's acceptable that we can lean on each other more. Yes. Like, um, I always, I always like that one scene from Forrest Gump where they're out in the, um, I think, yeah, they're in Vietnam and him and Bubba were sitting there and he comes up and he's like, you lean on me, I lean right back on you. That way we ain't got to put our head in the mud. Nice. That line is so profound to me, especially nowadays because we can lean on each other. We don't have to go out there and try to do it ourselves and right. proverbially have our heads in the mud. Nice. It's just amazing how mental health has definitely come from to the forefront. Oh yeah, and that's a message I want to share too. Is like if you need help, go go get help. There is help out there for you Absolutely. with no judgment. Like it is Im so important because you mean too much to your families not right. to get help. And there is a difference between reaching out to your friends and reaching out to a professional licensed counselor or mm -hmm. a crisis line. Because yep. don't get me wrong, your friends will always listen to you. Your friends, like your real friends, will be there for you. Right. They're biased. Mm -hmm. And there should be. They're your friends. Right. Like, but if you're going to get like physiological help, if you're mm -hmm. going to have like feedback where you can like hook into it and like really use them as stepping stones, and you you want to talk to a licensed mental health right. like, clinician or a professional, whether mm -hmm. they're a nurse practitioner or psychiatrist or mm -hmm. a DO or anything anything like that, there's all sorts of professionals out there. So definitely. there definitely is a difference, and they're out there. There is a ton of resources. It gets better. It does get better. I mean, I wouldn't be where I am now and my family would suffer if I hadn't gotten help. Right. Just keeping myself right, which also means keeping myself physically right. And my wife really has to beat me on the head with that one because you know, I can get so busy wrapped up in like trying to do work or trying to do something for the house or trying to just do stuff that I forget I need to eat right and I need to actually not even have to be in the gym even though the gym helps take a walk around the block and I mean, it's getting nicer outside exactly it's warm enough to go walking now for those of you not in Indiana doggone it I'm gonna use Indiana as excuse because winter time is terrible Whew. If you haven't seen any videos of that polar vortex that we had, it was nuts. But you know what? I'm going to not make any excuses because my football coach, rest in peace, Coach Friday, would always say excuses are like buttholes. Everyone has one and they all stink. Nice. So I'm going to put it out there right now. There is no excuse for you not to be able to at least take care of yourself physically. Because right. there are I mean, so there's many also, ways. There's YouTube. Exactly. Look, I'm not a runner. I mm -hmm. hate running. If I'm running, something's chasing me. Exactly. But I will I will walk two hours mm -hmm. and, not, and not feel bad. I'm like, hey, that feels pretty good. Like, if you're walking around, you got someone to walk with. Yo. Sometimes you need to take a walk by yourself. If you really think about the physical part of it, all it takes is just discipline. Right. Making that, yourself do it. Yes. And that's the hardest part for me is actually disciplining myself and not because it, it's easy to make an excuse. It's right. easy to find a way not to do it. Tomorrow is the worst for it. I'll, I'll, I'll get started on that. Exactly. Tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I'll and, start that diet tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It's just funny. It's right. so funny that we like picks. I'm going to start. Like, like you have to wait for January 1st. I'm going to get fit January 1st and it's like June 4th. Right. Like, Why can't they um, get started today? Exactly. Just do it. Nike, just do it. But Looking for some sponsors. Come on, Nike. I need some J's in my life. 
I'll tell you what really caught my attention, because sometimes as men, we get hard-headed and we think we're supermen, mm -hmm. and we're invincible. I'm fine, I'm fine. Exactly. And it's like, I was working at UPS, and if anything else, I could always count on, like, my physical body being able to, if I can't figure out something mentally, I'm gonna gut it out and I do grunt work. Right. So there was a time where I had just gotten let go from one job and I had to find something to provide. So UPS, here I come. And I was a um, loader and unloader. It's interesting that you know those big semis? One person is unloading those semis. No. Yes. Ever so often they might send somebody to go help you if you're behind. Right. But those big semis, one person to a truck. And you have to like keep a certain pace. Yeah. Like they are timing you to a T. It's like you have to keep a certain pace. It's like this big conveyor belt comes out and you open the truck and it's packed all the way to the front of the door, all the way to the top of the truck. So you're just back and forth. Yeah. And for some reason, our account did tire rack. So they'd have like random like tires and engine parts that are like, and I remember my second to last day, my body just broke down. Right. And it was the first time I've ever experienced that in mm. my life where I couldn't lift, I could barely walk. One, I had to get out of there yeah. because physically that was taking its toll on me. And two, I really need to start taking care of myself physically and actually get back into shape because right. I mean, I was scared because if I can't provide right now, what's my family going to do? Right. It's like Sierra works, but we're definitely a two income household right now. And it's like, got to do something. Got to do something. That's why we got to take care of ourselves. Taking care of yourselves. Easier said than done. Everything is easier said than done with daddyhood. Right. I tell you. Yeah. Yes. We were, last week, we were talk, me and Ben were talking about how people act like there's like this set manual that you get right. for daddyhood. And it's like, no. Everything, every day is a different day. Every situation is a different situation. And every kid is different, too. Every kid is different. So you might have some stuff figured out when you're going to groove with your firstborn. Second one comes along, you might not, none of it might work. Yo, you try what you try with the firstborn, with the secondborn, you're going to get slapped. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what you doing, Dad? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I did want to talk about taking care of yourself spiritually, too. Mm. And, of course, me and Marlon, we talk about it. We talk about our relationship with Jesus Christ. And, right. like, that is so important in our lives in our family's lives with the way our family functions and it's so important for you to believe and i know we've got listeners out there and this is not the podcast that we're gonna this is not a conversion podcast right. no one's getting stoned out there. no one is getting stoned you know what if you if you're muslim if you're buddhist right. if you're um no one's getting persecuted out here exactly we're all, we're all here we are all we all love each other and i wish more people would um sign up for that mindset Right. It's like we're all doing what we're all serving how we see we're supposed to serve. Spiritually, for us, our relationship with Jesus is so important. Yes. Because that is definitely what carried us through so many situations and keeps us healthy. My pastor, Pastor Doug Neal, Christian Life Center, one thing really stuck out from this past message that he was talking about because he said, um, let the word of God correct you, right? Mm. And then he kind of flipped it on us because he was like when you think of correction a lot of people think um the word of god is always like punishing you or right you should do this but he was like sometimes the word of god's correction is correcting the way you see yourself yep and i was like hold on I, what 
I stood up out of my seat. I was like, you go, Pastor Tuck. Where's the right. praise? Bro? Get somebody on the organ over here. No, <laughs> but. Hashtag shook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going back to acknowledging spirituality from any angle, like whether you're Christian, Catholic, Presbyterian, Lutheran, Muslim, you know, Taoist, everybody's welcome to the table, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I was just looking it up that uh, even in like alcoholics, I heard it recently, but I had to look it up to make sure but in Alcoholics Anonymous, the 12 steps, one of them is acknowledging that there's a greater power. Mm-hmm. Now, not necessarily saying specifically that there is a God, but acknowledging there's a greater power. Right. That there's something above you or greater than you or more powerful than you that right. you have to put your faith into. You mm-hmm. got to acknowledge that you weren't in control of everything. Right. And when you have an organization like Alcoholics Anonymous that's reaching people when they've hit rock bottom. Rock bottom, yeah. Like rock bottom. And that when you're down there and when you're when you're when you're at your lowest points and you gotta believe that it's not just up to you, you gotta relieve yourself of that pressure. You have to give yourself permission to fail. You have to give yourself mm-hmm. permission to go, Okay, it's it's not up to me anymore. Right. That sense of spirituality, that's what's important. You've mm-hmm. got to believe in, because you're not making the sun get up in the morning. Something up, something out there, up there, around there, something up there is making the sun do its thing. Exactly. Making, making the earth do its thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if any of you are questioning, the earth is round. The earth is round. Ain't no flat earthers up in here. No f- You can believe God in whatever spirituality <laughs> you want to. You can but the, be agnostic. The earth is round. The earth is round, dog. You... Ain't no flat earth. Kyrie, Irving, look come at the Kyrie. Team. Ain't no flat earthers up Ain't in no here. Ain't no flat earth, dog. There's too much proof. Come on, man. Earth is Or like Chris Carter. Come on, man. <laughs> this is not 1492. <laughs> you have to acknowledge. You have to acknowledge that there is a higher power out there, mm-hmm. and that's the for me the key point of spirituality. Because even right. though um, that Jesus is a huge part of my life now, and I got baptized again a couple of years ago, and I like will publicly publicly proclaim that yes, Jesus is my Lord and Savior, and I mm-hmm. love God, and I love having a relationship with God. My relationship with God has not always been that way. Right. You know, like I grew up Catholic and was very like guilt and fire and brimstone and very like, I'm sorry and let me say some more Hail Marys and mm-hmm. walk in this like shadowy room and tell somebody everything that I've done, but not really because I'm not going to tell them everything. Yo, I, I grew up Jehovah's Witness. Oh, so. my dad's side of the family is Jehovah's Witness. Really? We've that, already said too much. We've said too much. That, yeah, that's a whole nother... That, Shout out to the Jehovah's Witnesses out there listening on the podcast. Yeah, my mom is still Jehovah's Witness, and they are good people. I just don't agree with everything, but that's okay because you can disagree and be civil yes. with each and other. And I was actually I was listening to last week's episode, thinking that we're gonna hit an episode and we're gonna vehemently disagree with each other on something. Oh. Like we're gonna get there. Like we're mm-hmm. gonna come up on, on on that topic, and it may be something stupid like something just like hot dogs or hamburgers definitely ketchup, hamburgers ketchup or mustard you know or it might be mustard. something super deep on like how to discipline your kids you know like mm-hmm. how to you know like um, lift up your wife how to, mm-hmm. like all sorts of things and there's going to be stuff that we disagree on but at the same time at the end of the day we're here for the dead exactly we're here to represent for all the dads we're mm-hmm. here to reach out and like hopefully Reach some dads out there whose dads' voices aren't being heard, but mm-hmm. they hopefully email into the show or they tweet us or yep. they do all those types of things to let us know what other types of lives are out there mm-hmm. living their proud dad lives. Let's really wrap up on that note. <laughs> so, oh, do you have a dad joke? Do you, I we, have we, a dad We have joke. to have a dad joke. Dad because... joke for the day. Well, okay, so as I was listening to last week's episode, I had to think of what my favorite dad joke was. And this is the only dad joke I've ever told that has never gotten a laugh other than from myself. As he's laughing right now. And it's, I learned it from my dad. 
And it was one of his favorite jokes to tell. Oh, gosh. And it goes, what's the difference between a duck? And the answer is, one of its legs are both the same. <laughs> I gotta go. Proud dad, out. Proud dad present. Check us out next week as we send in your best dad jokes to prouddadspresent at gmail.com. Speak life, James. Uh. Marlon D. DeLeon, yep. we are checking out. Y'all have a good week.